Chalk Talk, season number two. We're great, uh, glad to be back with you. Week four of college football, week three of the NFL. And uh, Ben, you uh, you have stayed above 500. You're uh, you're doing very well so far in uh, when you combine your college and your NFL picks. Uh, me, uh, not so much, but uh, I was just happy to go 500 after what happened in week one. So inching back closer to, to 500. But uh, again, we give picks against the spread for entertainment purposes only. Three in college, three in the NFL. And uh, so far, it's been an interesting season, Ben. It really has. <laughs> yeah, no, no question about it. And that's, you know, this this early in the season, you know, you kind of throw the records out the window, just not not only for each team, but in terms of picking these games, because, you know, there, there's still so much unknown about how this unique offseason for both the college and the pro level is affecting teams. I, I think in college, um, you know, especially where certain teams – you know, are, are just now starting to play this weekend. We'll welcome the SEC back to, to the college football world. Um, it's, you know, college, I think, has been kind of a, a wild, wild west, whereas the NFL has almost been so straightforward in some ways that, that it almost trips you up how straightforward it's been. So uh, definitely a lot, you know, to, to learn from these next two or last two weeks. And it's uh, going to be interesting to see how it all applies to, to picking these games here moving forward. Yeah, I know in reading some stories and, and doing some recaps of the whole weekend, the NFL favorites did very well uh, this past week, not only winning the games they were supposed to, but covering the games they were supposed to. On top of that, out of the college world, you mentioned we're welcoming back the SEC. The Big Ten, Ben, not only going to give it a go, we have the schedule now. Uh, just in looking at Ohio State, they start with Nebraska, week two against Penn State. I believe that's on Halloween. And then the rest of it seems pretty easy, at least until the Michigan game. Any thoughts on the on the schedule? Anything stick out to you? Yeah, I, I think I saw Ohio State's a minus two thirty favorite to win the Big Ten, um, and that's probably pretty good value when you just consider it's it's more likely than not Ohio State's going to be playing in Indianapolis in in the uh, Big Ten title game on December nineteenth. Um, yeah, I mean, starting I, I thought actually Nebraska's schedule was the most interesting after all the the you know complaining they did and fighting to get the season back. Uh, the Big Ten certainly rewarded them with their efforts with a road game at Ohio State. Uh, I know they play Wisconsin pretty early uh, in, in their schedule as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a tough schedule for the Cornhuskers and Scott Frost there. But, yeah, I think, you know, for Ohio State, it's, you know, they're, they're just so head and shoulders above every other team in the Big Ten. They bring back not only Justin Fields, but Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis, two guys who had declared for the NFL draft. They decided to come back to Columbus here. So uh, I, I think, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how the college football playoff committee weighs the Big Ten playing nine games where other leagues are playing ten games. But I think all things considered, uh, Ohio State should be in pretty good shape to, to be in that playoff conversation once again. Yeah, the, uh, the Big Ten said, okay, Nebraska, you sure you want to play? We'll give you yeah. the favorite East and the favorite out of the West to start out. That's yeah. pretty much like speaking of the West, I think you and I agree on Ohio State that they'll be in that Big Ten title game. Uh, in the West, is it is it either Wisconsin, Minnesota, or Iowa? Or am I missing someone? 
Yeah, no, I, I think Wisconsin always stands out. I mean, they've kind of established themselves as just the Big Ten West has, has run through Madison these last few years, it seemed like, and, and they just have such a steady, uh, consistent program. Minnesota's interesting. Uh, P.J. Fleck, a lot of NFL talent, um, especially at, at the wide receiver posi position um, with Rashad Bateman trying to come back. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think those are the two that, that stand out. Uh, Iowa, they, they've had such a unique offseason. I'm, I'm not quite sold on them. And, uh, yeah, in Nebraska, I just don't, I don't know how the Huskers overcome that schedule. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, let's look at our picks here. Week four, college football. Week three of the NFL. I'll give my first uh, three picks against the spread here. Uh, and then Ben will give uh, his three picks in college. And then we'll go back to Ben. He'll start us out in the NFL. And then I'll give uh, my NFL picks again. Ben is eight and four. I'm four and eight. Uh, I'm trying to get where he's at right now because the name of the game, at least for us, is, is hit above 52.4%. And uh, Ben is at that mark, uh, well above that mark right now. All right, Ben, we're going to start uh, in the Big 12, which uh, has been playing a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Kansas State. They are on the road at Oklahoma. They are getting 28 and a half in this game. This is one of those games where I have to make it clear, no, I don't think that they're going to win the football game uh, against Spencer Rattler and the, and the Sooners. Um, but at the same time, this is a game that last year Kansas State won at home. They won this game 48-41. to 41. Um, They bring their quarterback back. They bring most of their defense back. I think that th this is a little bit of an overreaction to the fact that Oklahoma is going to be a very good team. We know that. But at Kansas State has a really bad loss on their schedule. They lost to Arkansas State uh, early on in this season. So um, Kansas State – um, as, as a, uh, as a, a way dog, they are 26 and nine against the spread. A lot of that was during the, uh, the Bill Snyder, uh, era. He was very good uh, with underdogs, but 26 and nine is as, as an away underdog. Uh, that's a great number against, uh, against the spread, uh, getting 28 and a half, even if they lose by four touchdowns, you're still covering this number. So uh, I'm going to take K state with all those points, although I don't think they win the football. Yeah, th this is a stay away from me, but but yeah, I mean, this is such a massive line that we talked about it a little bit last week, you know, just because of the, the off season that, that was and um, because this, this season has been so strange, uh, I think these massive lines to just take the points, uh, it actually bit me last week going with Notre Dame against South Florida, but uh, I, I don't think you can really go wrong, you know, I, it seems like those big blowouts, you know, though, you know, there's blowouts and then there's like, total blowouts and, and that's this would take a total blowout for Oklahoma to cover this I'm interested to see their quarterback uh, Spencer Rattler and that's why it's a, a stay away from me just because you know to go from Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray to uh, Jalen Hurts last year now Spencer Rattler I think is the highest recruited guy of the bunch uh, you just you know you never know with uh, Lincoln Riley and, and his quarterbacks there what those offenses are capable of but um, yeah I, I you know it's, it's, it'd be tough for me to go against the points of this one. Yeah, points just they just seem like a lot. Pretty much the same concept in the next matchup, and I think it's an overreaction to how bad they played in their first game against Houston Baptist. Uh, but I'm going to take Texas Tech getting 18 at home against Texas. Uh, they've got eight guys back on defense, seven guys back on offense, including their quarterback. I know they've been kind of going with a, a one-two quarterback thing, the Red Raiders. Uh, but this matchup over the last six years just straight up is three and three. So it's a, it's a pretty even matchup. Uh, so this, again, would take another blowout by Texas. I do think Texas goes into Lubbock and gets the win. Uh, I like Tom Herman's team. They got a lot of guys coming back. Um, but I just think, you know, to win, I think the name, the name, kind of the Achilles heel of Texas Tech over the last few years has been bad defense. 
Um, but I think that the la last year they shored that up when Cliff Kingsbury went to the NFL. Uh, their coach came over from Utah State and kind of implemented some, some defensive philosophy. So I'm going to take Texas Tech plus the big number. Not sure they get the win at home, but uh, I do think they keep it close. Same concept as, as with Kansas State. Yeah, I'm, I'm just interested to watch Texas in this game. I think this is, you know, it's coaches like Tom Herman who kind of enter the year, um, you know, they, they've been at their program now, a big name program for a handful of years. Uh, you're kind of wondering when they're going to make the, that breakthrough. I think about this a lot with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. You know, they, this is a big year for Michigan. And how do you weigh the unique circumstances of this year against, you know, kind of a, a, a coach who it's, it's time to, to get going here. So I like Tom Herman. I, I'm a big believer in Tom Herman since he was at Ohio State and then at Houston and now at Texas. But uh, just interested to see how, how his guys play in this game here, uh, especially, um, you know, in, in, in a interstate matchup against and, uh, and and last game uh, that I'm going to take, and this is a tough one because I know I think I think a lot of people know this. Uh, I've been on the uh, UC Bearcats bandwagon because uh, I didn't think that we were going to have football in Ohio, and right now we don't have the MAC, and Ohio State is finally coming back. But uh, I do like the job that Luke Fickle's done at Cincinnati. I thought that before Ohio State and the Big Ten opted to play, I thought that Cincinnati and UCF both had a chance to make the college football playoff. I don't think that's the case anymore with the Big Ten being added. But I do think Cincinnati has a really good team. They bring back their quarterback. Saying all of that about the Bearcats, and I like them to win the game, uh, I still think that Army getting 14 in this matchup, that's a lot of points. Army has looked very good in their first two matchups, albeit the competition hasn't been at the level of Cincinnati. Uh, but Coach Munkin has done a great job. Uh, with that program. They bring a load of talent back from the last couple of years. Uh, Army is getting 14 in this game. And Ben, you know how Army plays. They're going to ground and pound. They're going to control the clock. They're going to run that triple option. Uh, as long as it doesn't get away from them, I certainly think they do enough to keep it close, if not, you know, maybe put a scare into the Bearcats. So uh, UC goes from playing Austin P to a very good team in Army. Um, so I think that Army keeps it close. I, keep, I think they keep it within two touchdowns. I'll take Army plus 14 even though I like this Bearcats football team. Yeah, I, I think that would be my fear is what you just mentioned here is, is Cincinnati just letting this one, um, Cincinnati running away with it and Army not being able to, to catch up because of, of how they play and uh, the talent discrepancy on the two teams. Uh, I like what Luke Fickle's done at Cincinnati. But yeah, I mean, to go, you know, we kind of use this, this logic with Georgia Tech to go against, you know, the teams who uh, play more on the ground here. You, you can kind of always at least count on them keeping it close it's just this is you know I think a big spot for Cincinnati uh, if, if they can put this game away in the first quarter they can run away with it um, but but if not you know Army might be in position there to, to make things really interesting I, I feel I feel like by the second quarter when you take these service academies you either feel really good or yeah. really like if they get up you're like okay they're gonna hold on to this they're gonna just ground the ball it's gonna be easy if, if they fall behind 17 nothing, you're like, wait a minute, how are they going to come back with this offense? Yeah. Although Navy, biggest, uh, Navy last week, biggest comeback in school history. They were down 24 nothing to Tulane, and they come back and win that game. That was unbelievable. So I'm surprised I, it was 24. I, you could have told me, like, their biggest comeback was 12 points, and I would have won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so just to recap my uh, college picks, Kansas State getting 28 and a half, going with all dogs here. Texas Tech getting 18, and Army getting 14. Uh, those are my picks for uh, week, week four of the college football season. Ben, what do you got in college? So I got, you took three underdogs. I took three favorites. Um, and I'm going to lump these first two picks together here because the logic on them is kind of the same. 
Uh, I like Florida minus 14 and a half at Ole Miss, and I like LSU minus 16 and a half versus Mississippi State. Um, these are these are both you know pretty sizable lines. Uh, excited just to have the SEC back. I, I think this is probably going to feel like the first real college football weekend of the fall here because uh, these past three weeks certainly haven't. But uh, my logic here is just the lack of continuity for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State bringing in new head coaches this offseason, uh, dealing with such a unique offseason. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Um, I, I think both of those programs, you know, I, I think the jury's still out, obviously, on those hires. But just having the offseason that was, uh, the lack of continuity, um, I, I think it kind of – that does not bode well for them against two of the most talented teams in the nation, uh, let alone just the SEC in Florida and LSU. I think LSU is kind of getting punished here a little bit because they had so many guys opt for the NFL, uh, most notably Jamar Chase, uh, their star wide receiver. But, uh, I mean, you know, LSU is one of those programs a little bit like Clemson and Ohio State where they replace NFL draft picks with other NFL draft picks. So uh, I don't worry about the talent level for either Florida or LSU, and I'll take both of them to, to cover these pretty sizable lines. Yeah, I, I think I like both of those. The only thing that concerns me with Florida sometimes is, you know, they're not going to be scored on. Their defense just flies to the football. Physical. Sometimes I wonder about their offense. Do they have enough offense to blow somebody out? Uh, that would be my only concern. But you got the Egg Bowl participants going 0-2 here. It's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. I like, both, I, I like both coaches. They're both fun for the game. But uh, I think I, I, I know what you're thinking here, and, and I don't disagree. Yeah, and that you're right. We've seen this this exact same Florida team, it seems like, uh, since Urban Meyer left. Uh, uh, good enough on defense and certainly not good enough on, on offense to get the job done. So uh, we'll see here. Maybe, maybe this will be the year the Gators turn it around. Um, and then your third pick. My third pick, we're going to stick in the Sunshine State. I'm going to throw up the U again. Uh, they, haven't, I, they haven't done me wrong yet. I'm 2-0 and picking my Hurricanes. Uh, without the Buckeyes playing, I'll adopt these Hurricanes as my team. Uh, De'Aaron King, uh, Roland still. Uh, you saw Louisville really make him be a thrower, and, and he proved he can beat you like that. Uh, they have NFL players at wide receiver. They especially have NFL players at tight end. Brevin Jordan, I think, is, is a potential first-round pick. Uh, and then this Florida State team, I just I don't buy this Florida State team. Uh, I, I don't buy their quarterback. Uh, they have, you know, NFL talent here and there, but I don't think they have enough NFL talent really to, to hang with the Hurricanes here. So uh, I'm going to ride with the Hurricanes and, until they prove me wrong here. So I'll take Miami minus 11 versus Florida State. Hey, they've been good to you. Uh, you're you're 2-0 with these guys. And, and I'll tell you what, I was impressed with what they were able to do at Louisville. Uh, they were clearly the better team. Anytime they needed to score just to – just to make sure it wasn't getting too close. They did. I was impressed with the running back was at number 23. I mean, they were yeah. an impressive team. I do think defensively, they still have a couple question marks. We've seen Louisville score on them a little bit. We saw UAB score on them a little bit, but that's also the name of college football right now. So uh, I've been, I've been pretty impressed with, uh, with Miami. I think they maybe finally, finally found the right head coach in Manny Diaz, but uh, time will tell. I do think they take care of business, you know, even in a rivalry game. So uh, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you on those. Yeah, and, and this I think this is a big spot for Manny Diaz. Uh, last season, actually, they got off to a pretty good start, but then the wheels just fell off at the end to the point that there's a lot of buzz. He might be one and done there. So uh, here in a, a rivalry game, coming off a big win over Louisville, uh, coming off you know the, this 2-0 start, I think this is a big spot for him. But uh, like I said, De'Ara King, I, I think he's a real difference maker for this team. 
All right, so you're going Florida, LSU, and also going with Miami. Yes. There we go. All right, uh, your three NFL picks. This is uh, already week three of the NFL season. Yeah, it is. It, it's flying by. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. Um, and we're going to get things started on Thursday night. Uh, this line really stood out to me. I've got the Dolphins. Uh, I've got it at plus three, but I saw it at, at plus two and a half as well. So I'll take, I'll take plus two and a half because I have that much confidence in this pick. I'll take the Dolphins plus two and a half at the Jaguars. Um, I, I know there's some logic that says, you know, take the home team on Thursday night, the home favorite on Thursday night. Um, but I'm not buying this Jaguars team. I, I know they've looked better than expected, but uh, I, I think the, the bar for them was so low. I think outside of Gardner Minshew, who, who I'm still not totally sold on, there's just a lack of general offensive talent on this team. Uh, you know, we, we saw the fire sale they had in the offseason just in general, all the starters they got rid of. Um, so I, I like the Dolphins plus the points, so I'll take them at plus two and a half. I, I like the Dolphins outright in this game. Um, I, I think the Dolphins um, are a better team than, than their 0-2 start shows. And, um, you know, I, I don't think this is a team that's going to be in the playoff hunt, but I do think this is, you know, they're not rebuilding. And I think Jacksonville is still rebuilding. And I, I think the Dolphins are going to come out, and, and I think they're a pretty well-coached team, and, and I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, this is a, a stay away for me. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, it's, it, all we heard about was Jacksonville was going to be rebuilding. They're tanking. They're going to try and go get Trevor Lawrence, all this stuff. Well, you know, all of a sudden, they beat the Colts, and then they keep it close with the Titans, had a chance to – actually beat the Titans late. Mm -hmm. uh, but to your point on Miami, they probably should have beaten the Bills at home. And I think the Bills, everybody feels like they're a pretty good team. So uh, yeah. I think you're right. This is probably a slight overreaction. I had this game maybe as like a pick em. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it feels like more of a toss-up. So you're getting maybe a little bit more value, getting some points. Maybe it's a close game that they lose and they still cover the, cover the number. So um, I could see the logic on this one, Ben. And not surprised you're going into Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get it started early here. I uh, try to feel out the rest of the weekend. So, um, but yeah, and, and also, you know, the two team, the teams the Dolphins have lost to, uh, lost to the Patriots in week one, lost to the Bills in week two. I, I think those are two pretty good teams that they lost to. That's a good point. Although I'm going to reverse my logic here. And on my second pick, I'm taking the Rams plus two at the Bills. Uh, was stunned to see the Rams an underdog in this game. Um, I, I think the Rams showed – last week against the Eagles and, and certainly in week one against the Cowboys, that they are one of the better teams in the NFC. I, I think they're right there um, with the Seahawks, you know, towards the top of the NFC, granted after two weeks, but um, I, I like this Rams team. Um, I think, you know, Josh Allen, he, he's been impressive through these first two weeks and has a lot of people, you know, rethinking their evaluations of him, but you just throw him out there. He, he's such a turnover prone quarterback and you throw him out there, on the same field as Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey. I have to think the Rams are going to come up with a couple of turnovers. Uh, and, and, you know, I, these are two well-coached teams, but I just think this whole situation has lent itself to a, a coach as smart as Sean McVay. So uh, I like the Rams outright in this game, but, but I'll gladly take the two and a half points as well. Well, and I'm pretty sure that the, um, I'm pretty sure that the both West coast teams that were coming East last week are, are staying East. So I think the, I think the, um, the Rams, who, who beat the Eagles, I think they stayed out east. And I think the Niners, who beat the Jets, are staying out east to, to, to where they play the Giants this weekend. So That's right. That's a, that always helps. And, and I know uh, McVay teams have done well even going from west to east no matter what. But I think it always helps when you can stay on the same time clock. All the stuff going on with coronavirus right now, probably nice to stay in one place. So 
uh, I could see your logic on on that one for sure. Definitely. And then th this next pick, we're we're on this one together, so we can transition to your picks. But another line that that just stood out to me as you know being stunned, it was this low. I like the Steelers minus three and a half against the Texans. Uh, the Steelers just, you know, as long as Big Ben's healthy, this Steelers team is going to be a force in the AFC. Um, I, I think their defense is, has gone, you know, a little under the radar because the offense is getting so much attention with what Big Ben and those receivers have done. But uh, this defense looks every bit as good as some of the best Steelers defenses we've seen. And then on the flip side here, I don't think we've accounted for how different this Texans team is without DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think he totally changed. The, the dynamic for Deshaun Watson, uh, he, he took some pressure off of Will Fuller, who's their guy who stretches the field. Uh, you can really, when, when you watch them, you notice they don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore and they didn't do anything to replace him. So uh, the Texans, you know, I think, you know, just because of what they've done and Deshaun Watson, a lot of people had them penciled in as, you know, a potential playoff team. Uh, I think we might have to rethink what we think this Texans team ceiling is. Um, and I think the Steelers, you know, minus three and a half. I think that's a pretty decent line for them in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought this was going to be like a six or seven number. That's why I, why I took it. So we have agreement as I open up my, uh, my NFL picks. Yeah, Steelers should have covered the number against the Denver Broncos. They didn't, uh, but they're 2-0. and They should be 2-0 and against the spread. The defense is nasty. Big Ben looks fine to me. He's throwing to every sort of different target that's out there. I think he threw to like 10 different guys on Sunday. So uh, absolutely like them at home in this game. Texans coming off not only a loss, but a physical game against that Ravens defense. They might be a little bit beat up. Um, Watson does a great job, but he's all by himself, as you kind of alluded to, Ben. So as long as the Steelers stuff the box and make sure that those guys can't establish any sort of run game, uh, I think the Steelers will be fine at home in that matchup. So I'm, I'm on Pittsburgh with you, minus – we said three and a half, right? Well, I've got it at three and a half, yep. Okay. Uh, second game – um, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this, even though you didn't take it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints minus three at home against the Packers. Uh, Packers have to go on the road in this one. Saints, I know, played on Monday Night Football and lost a, a kind of a bad game uh, to the Raiders, uh, and they're without Michael Thomas. I just feel like they showed us what they can do at home against Tampa in week one. Uh, Packers got to go on the road here in a dome. Um, I just I, – I don't even know that the number – sometimes I think sometimes I overthink the number a little bit. It's like, oh, man, i got to give points. I'm just going to take the team I think is going to win the football game. And I think that the Saints are going to win the football game and go to 2-1, and one, and I think the Packers will finally lose a game. I just don't see the Pack going to 3-0. and oh. So I'm going to take the Saints uh, at home in this one minus three. Yeah, my, my fear in this game would be – I mean, Drew Brees did not look good on Monday night, and, and you just always wonder about a quarterback his age uh, – I can't – I'm not sure if Michael Thomas is going to play in this game or not. Uh, based on the injury, it seems probably unlikely. Uh, I mean, they, they still have talent. They still have Alvin Kamara. Uh, they've still built up their defense through the draft. But Green Bay's been on a roll. I mean, uh, you look at what not only Aaron Rodgers has done, but what their running back Aaron Jones has done. Um, they have the weapons that they need right now between, between those two and Vontae Adams, that receiver. So – I like Green Bay. I actually think Green Bay's right up there with, with the Rams and with Seattle in, in terms of the NFC. And um, this Saints team, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, Drew Brees, they need him to be more of a game manager than, than maybe they've asked of him to be, be in the past. And um, I don't know if that, that's going to be good enough against Aaron Rodgers. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he wasn't throwing the ball much downfield yesterday. Mm -hmm. like trying to, you know, if they establish that run with Kamara, if they can get him going – um, and they use that other, the other um, 
why am I blanking out on the guy from BYU? His name number seven. Um, That's Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if they, they get him in there, if you could start doing some things with those playmakers, you're right, Breeze doesn't have to do as much. But So I'll take the Saints at home. Had to take the Monday night game because so far it's going to be the game of the year. Um, yeah. And I know it sounds crazy going against the Chiefs right now, um, but I went against them last week and it worked. Uh, I had the Chargers getting, uh, what was it, uh, eight and a half points, nine and a half points in that, in that matchup against the Chiefs. The Chiefs had to win it on a field goal. It's amazing that Bucker nailed that long field goal three times. Uh, I just think that the Ravens at home in a revenge spot, they lost to these guys last year. Uh, I think the Ravens do enough to win the football game. And I just tried not to overthink the spread too much here. I think they can win by four points. Or maybe it's a 34-30 game. Uh, I'm going to take the home team in this matchup. I know it's crazy going against Mahomes, but uh, it worked for me last week, even with, with a Chargers team that I think is way worse than the Ravens. Uh, again, Baltimore in a revenge spot was attractive. Uh, so I'll take the Ravens minus three and a half. Yeah, this this is a stay away from me. Uh, you know, I will not go against Patrick Mahomes. Um, and to your credit, you did last week and, and you came out on the other side still alive. Um, I think Kansas City plus three and a half is going to be the really popular pick, which would make me want to swing the other way. Um, I, I think people are going to be ecstatic to take, you know, Patrick Mahomes and more than a field goal. And uh, I mean, this Ravens team is, I think, the best in football right now. And you know, the one concern you'd have with them coming out of last season was Lamar Jackson's ability to, to throw the ball when other teams make him do that. Uh, and we've seen what he, he's done these past two weeks, uh, especially here in Cleveland. So um, he, he's certainly answering those questions. Uh, Kansas City, their strength is on offense. I, I don't know if they have the horses to contain Lamar Jackson on, on defense. Um, I, I like the Ravens in this spot. Uh, just on principle, I will not go against Patrick Mahomes, but, uh, you know, I, I do my picks every week for WKYC.com, and uh, I, I think I will take the Ravens uh, j just being forced to take this game because I do expect Kansas City to, to be the popular pick, so, so I'll go the contrarian route. Um, that was something we saw. I think it was DraftKings, their sportsbook had one of their worst weekends of the year last year. The public won a lot of money, um, and, and, you know, usually sportsbooks that, that win a lot of money, so... Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that evens out here. All right, so that's uh, that's going to do it for our uh, our NFL picks, and that's going to do it for uh, this edition of Chalk Talk, episode three in the books here in season number two. Good luck this weekend uh, picking games against the number, and uh, Ben, we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, looking forward to it, Nick.